This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, Canty and Carlin were the only white party rejects yesterday. Oh. Very, very, very sad. I was not invited to the white party. I'm still waiting for that invitation in the mail. So is my co-host today, Vanessa Richardson. She also did not get an invitation to the white party. But Vanessa, listen, it's going to come for you at some point. You're going to get one. I feel confident about this here. Appreciate this Kenny that. and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I think it's going to happen. Kenny and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. But you know who was at the white party, Vanessa Richardson? Hmm. Well, that would be one James the Beard Harden. Shocker. Along with Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, PJ Tucker. Guess what they all have in common, Vanessa? Hmm. I don't know. They all are part of the Philadelphia 76ers, at least mm. for now. And James Harden was spotted talking to Sixers owner Josh Harris at the party. Could this mean something? Are we playing tea leaves in July? Are, are we? Uh, Vanessa, do you think this means anything or do you think this is just, hey, you know what? We all know each other. We're going to go to this party that we were invited to by Michael Rubin because why not? There's free everything. With James, I think a lot is intentional. I don't want to go as far as to say as there's an a, so so powerful of an agenda where James Harden went to the white party specifically to be like Not like James likes to party, obviously. But putting himself posting pictures – putting himself in pictures with 76ers folks instead of having those conversations maybe in a private room, being open about it, maybe the tides are turned. I was very surprised based on Woj had said it seemed like done deal that, uh, you know, the beard was exiting Philadelphia to an unknown new adventure, but it seems, seems like maybe the tide is turning. Perhaps, although here's the thing. If someone's coming up to you and taking a picture and you're with your teammates for now and your sure. owner for now – you can't say no. You can't be say like, you know what? I just don't look good today. My beard isn't quite as quaffed as it needs to be. So you can't take photos of me. Like he can't say that. He, you know, he, so even if he didn't. But want you don't to take think the there's photo, a room. You don't think there's a room or a section where if they want it, if he wanted to discuss things with the Sixers owner, that they could be there and not be seen. I have to believe that this Michael Rubin guy. And I don't. I mean, you know more about this than I do because didn't you say you're from the Hamptons? I'm not from the Hamptons. I am from I'm other from places Hamptons. on Long Island. My, my mm. aunt and uncle have a house in the Hamptons. I know you've been oh, very excited to bring this up for about an hour and a half. Martha's Vineyard. No, I'm not, no, no, I am not Field Yates. I don't have a place in Nantucket <laughs> or Martha's Vineyard. Just to be very clear. I wish. I wish. I, <laughs> yeah, hey, ESPN, hear that. Like, Vanessa wants me to have a house at Nantucket and, or, or Martha's Vineyard. So let's, uh, let's have some conversations here. <laughs> let's just let's just talk here but no you know seriousness though like i i i have a tough time reading in too much into that as sure as deliberate as james harden may be about these things because we also don't know how much of whatever might have been imbibed or not imbibed like you know there's there's so many x factors to this i'm just not buying into it yet however our Woj, our senior nba insider he was on the 1am sports center and he explained this about the sixers and what they would like with harden you have an organization that would still love to keep him in Philadelphia for the season. Daryl Morey, their president, he's got a long history with James Harden. And certainly I think if there's a way as the summer goes on to try to convince him that they can still make this work together, that he has a chance to compete for a championship. Uh, they've got a new coach, Nick Nurse, with the Sixers. But at the same time, they are talking to teams. The Clippers remain a team very interested in James Harden, you know, they've been looking for a point guard there the last couple of years. 
Uh, I think those are conversations that will evolve. But you saw with Daryl Morey a couple years ago with Ben Simmons. He slow played it. They were unsuccessful in getting Ben Simmons back into the fold. But they didn't have the relationship with Simmons that this group does have, especially Morey has with Harden. Here's the thing. All right, we're going to, Vanessa, buy into the intentionality thing, right? Mm -hmm. Could this have been more intentional by people around the Sixers to say, hey, we know James Harden's going to this party. Let's make sure we're all there. Let's remind him, hey, we love you. We want you here. Hey, Josh Harris, we know you're about to maybe buy an NFL team. We know you own an NHL team, but make sure you're at this thing too so that way you can show James Harden the love. Like To me, that might be more than James Harden being deliberate. Maybe the Sixers being very, very deliberate about their plans with it. CEO Tad Brown of the Sixers used to be CEO of the Rockets. We obviously obviously know Daryl Morey, president of basketball ops for the Sixers, was GM of the Rockets. Like This is a franchise of people that have attached themselves to James Harden. To your point, maybe James just went to enjoy himself and have a nice 4th of July at the White Party that you and I will most likely never be invited to. But there does seem to be some intentionality behind it. The 76ers are contenders with James Harden. We saw this year. Now, he had two games where he dropped, what, 10 points, so it wasn't consistent. But you have to believe that they very, very much still want him on board, and they see a future with him and Embiid and Maxi and that crew as their best chance to dominate. Sure, except for here's this with Harden. And this, and this is always my sticking part, point with him. When is he won? He goes all of these places – he caught and he he asks out of all of these places: Oklahoma City, Houston, Brooklyn. And, and what has he won? Where him and Kyrie? Are, I mean, Kyrie's won more than he has. Like, what has he won? I mean, we saw it in Houston. We saw the moments where he was supposed to be clutch, where things would fall apart. But you ask Rockets fans or you ask teams where he's played, it seems like they still really like him and are attached to James Harden. So. To your point, would if he does go back to the 76ers, would this be a prove-it year? Would this be the year where it's like, okay, you're now with the guy who won MVP last year. They have catered, Tad Brown and Darryl Morey have catered to you and, and everything you've asked for they've given you. Would it be the year where it's like finals or bust for them? Yeah, I think the last few years have been finals or bust for them, and it's been bust, 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 bust. It's like when I'm sitting there playing blackjack, and I'm just like, well, look at that. I got 23 again. This is going well. Like that, you just, that, that's what it feels like when you're watching the 76ers, whether for a multitude of reasons since they made that trade to get James Harden for Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, and you can argue it maybe hasn't worked out for either one of them all that well because we've seen what Ben Simmons hasn't been in Brooklyn. James Harden to me feels a lot like Kyrie Irving. I think I feel like they're very similar, mm-hmm. and obviously they played together in that they both garner a lot of attention. The on-court talent is undeniable, but you would expect that they would have won more considering that talent, and also considering who they've been around in their careers and who they've been willing to bring in to complement or to accommodate what James Harden has wanted when he's with the Rockets, whether it's Westbrook. Chris Paul, you know, they, they bring in who he wants. And and one thing I do think is that Maury, Daryl Morey will be in no rush to do anything. Um, we saw his patience and the move from the, the Nets when, when it kind of dragged on with that whole deal and it was like it was a verbal agreement, but then he took a while to make it what he wanted. So I don't think Maury is going to be in a rush to do anything. I think he'll wait it out and see what's best for the team. No, I, it's going to be interesting to watch all of that. The other piece of this when we're talking about 
James Harden is Joel Embiid because if Joel Embiid feels like it can't go somewhere or he's not happy, then does he ask for a trade? And then no matter what you do with James Harden, Joel Embiid becomes the person who's making those decisions. Because if Joel Embiid is like, you know what, this is not working for me with James Harden, well, who are you going to pick if you're Daryl Morey? You're gonna, you better pick Joel Embiid every time, right, Vanessa? It is silly season. We are talking about Dame. We're talking about <laughs> everything that I would have thought the Wizards would have gotten for Bradley Beal, but he had the no trade. And I mean, this is, this is the dog days of summer, but through the dog days of summer, the NBA storylines remain hot because we are at a point in the league where players who are still under contract are very much asking out and are very much getting their way, Mike, a large portion of the time. No, without question. And that is exactly, exactly, exactly what we've seen throughout like repeatedly. everything. Repeatedly. <laughs> repeatedly. I mean, this is about, I've been on radio all week and it's the Dame conversation, it's the Harden conversation, it's the what will happen with LeBron next year conversation, all of those things. And we'll keep going with that. But Candy and Carlin mm-hmm. is presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit progressive.com slash careers. There is a very good case to be made that Shohei Otani is coming off the greatest month in Major League Baseball history. Otani with his Major League leading 30th home run of the season. The floor for Shohei Otani's free agency is going to start at $500 million. He's also going to want to win, and that's why these next few months for the Angels are critical if they're going to have any chance to keep him. Either you trade him and get something, or you let him go and get a mediocre draft pick. So a couple segments ago, we learned all about Vanessa Richardson and part of why we're going to have this guest here now on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel Lady. Candy and Carlin is always presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Michael Rothstein. She is Vanessa Richardson. Is solely probably to make fun of me for the next 10 minutes or so. Jeff Passan, ESPN's Major League Baseball insider, resident Elmo impersonator, and uh, tormentor of me joins the show now. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Rocky. How are you? <laughs> I- I'm doing okay I'm right now. I feel like three or four minutes from now, I might regret asking you earlier in the week to come on. But before we get to that, what food, and I, I feel like I might know this answer just from our 25 or so years of knowing each other, what food can you competitively eat the most? Like all of them. But <laughs> if, if, there was, if there was one that I had to go down, like I can put away pizza. You, 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 can, you can put away two, actually. Yes, yes. I, I, one time, uh, I one time ate two medium pizzas and had totally forgotten so you can imagine the state of mind i was in at the time but (laughs) the next morning i woke up and looked at my friend whose house i was staying i was like man that pizza was good and he was like i didn't have any and then his roommate was like i didn't have any either and there were two empty pizza boxes sitting right there so yeah why don't we have a jeff and michael podcast like why is this not a thing Oh, precisely because I'm the one who wouldn't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say precisely because I I vow, like, my therapy bills would go from once a week to six. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to Jeff Pass, an ESPN's Major League Baseball insider here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And 
Uh, Vanessa, I'm just going to leave this for you because I know you've been, I mentioned this pre-show and you've been all about it. And then mm. we'll actually, well, then we will get some baseball with Jeff, I promise. I want to hear about the prank. I want to hear see, about the prank. Here's the thing. There are two pranks. And the one okay. that came to mind was one that would truly like not be appropriate for No, for radio, it would not be but, appropriate for um, radio at all. <laughs> For a podcast, I, yeah, we, well, I that's what I'm saying. So I can tell that story. Um, but but this one, um, so Rothstein is covering the University of Michigan, and I get a text from a mutual friend, and it says, "You'll never believe what your boy Rothstein did today." And it was the first day that Dave Brandon, who I believe is the previous athletic director, is he still around? Uh, no, he is definitely not the athletic director there anymore. He, uh, okay. he no, he is long gone. He's, I think, I, me, he might still be running Toys R Us now. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. well, the, Dave Brandon, it was, his, it was his first day as the athletic director of the University of Michigan. And naturally, Rothstein backs into him and hits his car in the parking lot. <laughs> so, uh, my friend informs me of this, and the first thing I do is Google personal injury lawyer Ann Arbor, no. Michigan. And the first name that comes up is Michael Garris. And so uh, I'm like, okay, how, what is my Michael Garris voice going to sound like? And the truth is, it doesn't sound a whole lot different than my regular voice. And I know this because... I had a feeling that this was going to go a particular way, and so I decided to record the whole thing. And so I oh dial star six seven. I dial star six seven to uh, uh, get rid of the caller ID, and uh, I call up uh, our friend there, and I was like, uh, I mispronounced his name intentionally. I said, Mister Rothstein, my name is Michael Garris. I'm an attorney calling on behalf of David Brandon. And my heart immediately, drops. <laughs> like you hear dead silence, and then Rothstein goes, "Okay." <laughs> just, he is at this point mortified, and I know I have him. Uh, and and I was like, I just wanted to gather some facts about uh, the fender bender that took place in the parking lot today. Uh, do you take responsibility? And he was like, um. I mean, you can tell, like, he's panicking <laughs> at this point. This and, so and, he, and he says, uh, before I answer that, I, I'd i like to talk to my attorney. Now, Rothstein <laughs> did not have an attorney. No. Like, so it's not like he's keeping someone on retainer here. No, I was making $45,000 a year. No. <laughs> he was, he was, he's he was bluffing. I'm impressed. And and I was like, uh, I, I asked another question. And then uh, the third one, I believe, I go to is, uh, Mr. Rothstein, uh, I had a source inform me that there was alcohol on your breath. And Rothstein mean? just goes, oh. he just goes, what? <laughs> it's, like, it's very Scooby-Doo of him. And he's like, I was not drinking. And I keep pressing. I was like, Mr. Rothstein, do you have a drinking problem? And he was like, no. And I, I kept pushing, kept pushing. And finally, he's getting to the point where he's like, you know, I got to call my lawyer. So he hangs up. Oh my God. Three seconds later, my phone rings. And he says, dude, I'm in deep. You know what? No. 
The fact that I was the first call made me feel... It made me feel good. It made me feel a little guilty, but not that guilty because it's Should super hilarious. Okay, and so well. we're talking this whole thing through, and I'm, I'm like, I, I'm like, man, I, you know, this, this sounds terrible. But I also realize that I'm not getting this recorded. So I tell him that my phone's dying. I'm going to call you back from my wife's phone and proceed to call from my wife's phone and start recording that on my phone. At which point I revealed that I, in fact, was the personal injury lawyer, Michael Garris. And Rothstein said, uh, I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know it's, what it's going to be, but I'm going to get you. And Grand 10 years it. later, he still has not gotten me. Well, you do follow me on Twitter now. But that's about, yeah, I that's think about you're muted, though. Oh. No! <laughs> 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 that's that's fair. True now, friends. No, True but friends. okay. But the part he's leaving out, Jeff. That's is, epic. The part he's leaving out is that he then proceeded to send it to everybody we knew. Sad so everybody in the, everybody in the University of Michigan athletic department heard it, including Dave Brandon, who actually had a very good <laughs> sense of humor about it. But it 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 made the rounds for a while. Like we're talking like six years. Like it, yeah. it was, I mean, it was it, well it done. Was, it was well done. I it was. I admit that. it now. This is an intelligent prank. And, and if then you when ever you have came... the audio on a summer day and things are slow, why not, Jeff? Reveal it to the world. I mean, at this point, uh, I'm I don't sure... know if I'm going to reveal. I mean, there were there were parts of it that yeah, I ended that... up not yeah, that... not like executing on the plan. <laughs> that I'm, I'm glad I didn't because I was going to go farther than the fake drinking problem. I mean, I was gonna, like it oh, was going to. It was going to get pretty gnarly there. Well, there, there are moments. There are moments where I have felt guilty about this, but the truth is, it was so well executed. I almost, I almost feel like I can't. I just have to appreciate the the, the level of care that I took in making this thing work. Well, what that. were the mom- What were the moments you felt guilty? Three of them, and like, were they like a random time where you were? Like, yeah, I don't think he actually bad felt about guilty. Yourself? No, he didn't. But I think ba- this is the he has to say he felt guilty. Yeah, to, two to things like a, with that. You know. Two things with that. So my offices at the time were right next to, and he didn't know this, the Garris Garris and Garris Law Firm, and <laughs> and then when Jeff came to visit me in Ann Arbor, we walked by the Garris Garris and Garris Law Firm, and he took a picture next to their uh, next to their sign because it was Absolutely. that one it was the, that one well of the, executed. One of, the, one of the proudest pictures of my life. All right, so Jeff, I feel like we need to ask you one quick baseball question before we get you out of here. Shohei Otani, what's the sense that you think he will get moved? And if so, where do you think that favorite ends up being? Here's the thing. The Los Angeles Angels, in in their owner, Artie Moreto, definitely recognize that this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime player and – you know, it's it's not quite the same, I think, as the Red Sox trading Mookie Betts, for example, because um, Mookie Betts, as great as he is, is not Shohei Otani. But I, I think the Red Sox, at least at the time, understood that Mookie Betts might not resign there and that if he leaves, because they're a big market team, the draft pick compensation is not good. I mean, here, here's like the straight-up fact. If they don't trade Shohei Otani before the deadline and he signs somewhere else this winter as a free agent, the Angels are going to get around the 70th pick in the draft. That's, you know, like a second, third rounder. Um, it, it's not a good pick. It doesn't have a ton of money uh, for slot value. Uh, if you hit on a guy who ends up making the big leagues, not being a star, but just making the big leagues with that pick, 
you feel like you've done all right. Uh, if they trade him, they will in all likelihood get one of the biggest hauls in baseball history, even though it would be for only two months of Otani. So there is incentive to move him, but I don't think there's a whole lot of motivation internally right now, even though the Angels have won only four of their last 14 and are going to be missing Mike Trout for at least a month, and Anthony Rendon potentially, who fouled the ball off his leg yesterday. And Otani, who had to leave the game because of a blister on his middle finger, which seems appropriate for the direction in which the Angels are heading. So, uh, listen, everything logically, Mike, says trade him, but this is not a decision that's going to be logically motivated. It's an extremely emotional one for the Angels organization, for Artie Moreno, for Perry Manassian, their general manager. And uh, I think in the end, he probably does not get moved. But if he does, boy, oh, boy, it's going to be one of those deadlines that I will never forget. I, I, you will be busy for sure throughout, throughout that, probably for what, throughout the rest of the month without question. Of course, he is Jeff Passan, our ESPN Major League Baseball insider. Jeff, thanks for a, a couple of minutes and a walk down memory lane that I won't soon forget today, my man. Favorite segment I've done so far. Thanks, Jeff. My pleasure. And thank you for uh, <laughs> allowing me to tell this wonderful story to the masses, guys. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Just, hey, unmute me now for like five minutes. Thanks, bud. Yeah, that's not happening. See ya. <laughs> but, that, of course, Jeff Pass on ESPN's Major League Baseball insider and world-class prankster. He was here on Candy and Carlin I'm on impressed. ESPN Radio. Coming up next, ESPN Radio's ranking Vanessa Richardson gives her you her top five home field advantages in the NFL. And that's next, Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. and Carlin, the podcast. 
from the top five NFL quarterbacks. So badly want to bring Super Bowl here to Buffalo. Herbert rolling right, throws, touchdown! To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rankem, the top five home field advantages. What does home field really mean? What does home field really matter? We're going to get into that here. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel Lady. But first, during the break, this is a very, this is very important. During the break, <laughs> Vanessa Richardson, my co-host here on Candy and Carlin, and Michael Rothstein was. Uh, learned something. She learned something very important. She learned that when you say TP a house, that it actually means putting toilet paper on a house versus whatever she thought it meant for the first 28 years of her life. Yeah. And I, she she then started like, she like fell against her wall. She was so shocked that that's actually what it meant. Like, Vanessa, explain this, please. I thought, so that's what we did as kids when we would do pranks is you throw toilet paper on someone's house and you call it TPing a house. I thought TP was like, like T, like the T E E P E E, like the traditional Native American TP. I thought that was what that like stood for. But as you pointed out, it's T dot P dot like toilet yes. paper, which toilet makes more paper. sense. So I was always like hesitant to say TP a house because I felt like it was maybe cultural appropriation. Like now, but I, no, it's not. I, you you can feel free to say TP a house, TP a car, TP an apartment building. You can TP your kitchen if you want, Vanessa. You're not doing anything wrong there, except it's going to be a little bit of cleanup. So join the conversation on the CC call in line one eight eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six with this question: What was your I was today years old when I realized moment? Just like Vanessa Richardson, make me feel. Had- had her had her TP moment, and I had my hey. Thirteen years ago, a prank was pulled on me that was epic moment live on national radio Shout here. Jeff. Shout out to Jeff Passan in the last segment. He's very, very proud of that based off of the text messages that I just got. <laughs> but right now, we're going to play a little bit of ESPN Radio Rankum. Number five. All right, I'm going. Oh. Yeah, this is sorry. This is her. This is? Yeah, this is Vanessa Richardson's top five home field yes. advantages in the NFL. Sorry, sorry about okay. that. I thought there was more production. It's Vanessa, okay. number home, five. There we go. Home field advantage in the NFL. I'm going to go with Buffalo Bills for number five. Okay, cold weather and then just insane fans. The Bills Mafia legend. At first, I was like, eh, yeah, they have intense fans. Then I actually became friends with a girl who's a Bills Mafia member, and these people go hard. They have bars in every city. You can find Bills Mafia people. I feel like they're really loud. It's it's table, but mostly it's the weather. So Bills is five. Number four. Shout out to the iconic Lambeau Field. Green Bay, and this does again have to do with weather, but I do think that there's an element of like you know, similar to NBA players playing at Madison Square Garden for the first time or whatever. You're playing at Green Bay. It's an iconic place. Again, the weather is brutal. So I'm going to put Green Bay as number four for the home team having that home field advantage. Number three. Denver. I am a believer that the Denver altitude and the difficulty is a real thing in all sports. And the current athletes and former athletes that I've talked about all back that up, whether it's when they play the Rockies the Nuggets, or the Denver Broncos. That altitude can be really difficult, especially if you have allergies. Denver also has a pretty loud stadium. I did not expect it to be that loud when I was there. Broncos country, let's ride. Denver's number three. Number Number two. two. All right. 
Philadelphia Eagles. So we, the Rock, we being the Rockets, we were in Philly the day of the Super Bowl this year. They lost, but we were staying downtown. I have never seen so many police downtown, so many loud fans, and they lost. Think about if they had won. People were climbing the poles. It was insane. I feel like the fans are not only loud, but with Philly, very distracting. They have, like, dog masks. They just have really random things. The Philly sports thing is a thing, and for that, I'm putting them at number two. Number one. I feel like... It has to be the Chiefs, especially at the point that they're at right now. Arrowhead Stadium, they're calling it like the Arrowhead Bowl or the Arrowhead Invitational when it's the AFC Championship game because it's been there so often. And all these players, all some in this case the mayor in Cincinnati, they talk a mess, and then the Chiefs end up winning. Um, But really great fans, really loyal. I'm a Midwest gal, so I am a fan of the Midwest, how they're really friendly to you, but as fans, they'll just rip you apart. Um, I think currently as it stands, the biggest home field advantage for the Kansas City Chiefs, although they seem to go anywhere and dominate. But that is my list. That's my top five. That is a list. There is definitely one clear omission there, and we're going to get to that after the break. We're also going to want to hear from you on the CC call line, one 888 What was your I, I was today years old moment when I realized this, like Vanessa Richardson realized that TP actually stands for toilet paper. We want to know it doesn't have to be, it can be sports, it can be not sports. We want to hear from you on Kenny and Carlin. That's next along with my reaction to her list. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Take on me, take on me, take Shannon Penn, our lovely producer here on Canty and Carlin. He was doing a little bit of a dance. He was kind of doing some shimmying. There's a lot of stuff going on in the Bristol control room. Canty and and that, that, that falsetto, I think that was a falsetto that you heard is Vanessa Richardson. I'm Michael Rothstein. I'm not going to sing because my karaoke range is vanilla ice to vanilla ice. It's a very, very low bar here. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are clearly not Candy nor Carlin. Candy and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. But if you heard last segment, Vanessa Richardson had her aha, which obviously take on me, played by aha, moment earlier in the show when she learned that TP stands for toilet paper. So we ask you on the Candy and Carlin call in line, one 888 I was today years old when I realized what? And we're going to go to Trent. Better. Make Vanessa feel better. Make me feel better because I felt bad kind of pointing that out to her. Trent in North Carolina, you were today years old when you realized what? I realized that quarterback number 12 in Madden 2001 was none other than Tom Brady on the Patriots, but I didn't realize until I was much older after I got rid of the Nintendo 64. (laughs) (laughs) But to be fair, Trent, I I will give you this, is that like they didn't have names yet in that game, if I remember correctly. Oh, they did. They they did. did. Oh, oh, it was one of the first ones. Yeah, but they, okay. But they didn't have his name in the game. Because he was like right. the fourth quarterback. Right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the so first So you had that moment had of like, how did I not realize that? When you're eight years old and your first game system is a 64 and you're playing with the Patriots and you put in quarterback 12 just because. And then 
when you get older, manage you realize, oh, t- actually, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll do it. That so you put him in just awful. because? Just because. He didn't have a name, and some my friends at the time and my cousins were like, well, this guy has to be really bad or he's not very good. If he doesn't have a name, everybody else has a name. Why doesn't this guy have a name? All right, so the last question for you on this trend. How old were you when you learned that? 11. Okay, not so that's not too bad. That's not too bad now. No, no. Once uh, once the Panthers played the Patriots in that Super Bowl, since I'm from North Carolina, that's the first Super Bowl I saw. So once you realize, oh, that's actually Tom Brady, then you go in and you just... Uh, Trent, I think we lost you, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, that was a, that's a great I story. I, rem- I, rem- I remember those days as well. And Tom Brady, by the way, I've interviewed him before about the Madden cover and about the Madden game because I cover Madden, all things Madden for ESPN as well. Uh, and he 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 very much remembers that. By the way, nothing gets past Tom Brady, but he very very much yeah. remembers that. Ruined so, my childhood. Oh, Tom Brady. Yeah, well, yes, but that's because you grew up a Colts fan. And, you yeah. know, he, 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 but listen, that spawned a whole generation of Patons. It in, did. In, in, in There's your home a state lot of, Indiana. of Patons. There's an aggressive amount of Patons in Indiana. There are aggressive amounts of Patons in Indiana. So the last segment, Vanessa, let, yes. I want you to run through this real quick. Just like, just give it really quick. We did your top five home field advantages in the NFL, and then I have some questions for you. Five Give was us your Bills, five. four was Green Bay, three was Denver, two was Philly, one was Chiefs Stadium. You said there was no mission. No, there's no mission. There's an no... omission. Oh, an omission. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I thought you said there was no mission. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure there was an exact mission, which was to rate these things. But my, my question to you is this. Um, do you hate the Pacific Northwest? I knew somebody would say Seattle. I knew it. And I get that it's the 12th man. And if I could put a six, if it were the top six, Seattle would have made it. But I just think like noise and gen, like there's a lot of noisy stadiums. Like Denver is noisy. Chiefs noisy. Like the Bills are noisy. I just feel like I, I've been, it's, it's great. It's great. Do I feel like the noise thing may be a little overrated? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, they caused an earthquake. I caused technically they did cause an earthquake. You're they right. They did cause like an earthquake. Said, that'd a beast Yeah, I'm just saying. No. All right. So I have another question for you because okay. you are a very proud former resident of the state of Indiana. Do yes. you do you not like Lucas Oil Stadium? Love it. Love it. Do I think that it's one? Do I think that the Colts have a distinct advantage every time they're at? Like, sure, like home field advantage to me. I believe home field advantage. To be a thing. Do I think it, it is a place, a venue that would, because remember, we're not talking about, oh, the team is really good. Like, it's not the top teams, it's like the top venues. Do I think it's a venue where people are like, oh, no, we're going to play at Lucas Oil? I don't know about that because, again, you have the weather of Green Bay and Buffalo, you have the altitude of Denver, you have the psychotic fans that are Philly, and then you have Chief Stadium, which is. Very, very loud, and you know the Chiefs are the Chiefs right now. So I think that that's number one. But yeah, lo- lo- love me some Lucas Oil, underrated venue. Okay, I was just checking. Now here's the thing, right? You you said you believe in home field advantage existing in the NFL. I'm not. I cover in the NFL. I've been all over the the country covering games for over a decade, and maybe it's because I've covered. I haven't covered a team with a winning record since the 2017 season. So Pain. it's been a while. Yeah. 
But I, I just don't buy into home field advantage existing in the NFL. I don't. I think that there are two or three stadiums, including one that's not been listed anywhere, where it is a difference. I don't think it is a difference most places around the NFL. Coming up, we're going to get into the home field conversation next with a guy who's played in some of these stadiums. We're going to ask him about food, too. Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.